Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 287. We've got Acts chapter 18, verses 24 through 28. Let's read our passage. Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native Alexandrian, an eloquent man who was competent in the use of the scriptures, arrived in Ephesus. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he knew only John's baptism. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. After Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. When he wanted to cross over to Achaia, the brothers and sisters wrote to the disciples to welcome him. After he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating through the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. Paul's completed his second missionary trip. He's back in Antioch. And then we saw that he had started out doing some traveling through the regions of Galatia and Phrygia, uh, visiting the, the congregations that he had begun actually in his first missionary journey and then strengthened on his second missionary journey. Meanwhile, back in Ephesus, Apollos encounters Priscilla and Aquila. So verse 24, now a Jew named Apollos, a native Alexandrian, an eloquent man who was competent in the use of the scriptures, arrived in Ephesus. So Apollos, what do we know about Apollos? Well, we know he's from Alexandria. That's the north coast of Africa. And apparently he had become a, a Christian there in Alexandria. How did the gospel arrive in Alexandria? We really don't know. We don't have any records of Christianity in Alexandria prior to sometime in the second century. Now it was already there. We just don't really know how it got there and how it spread. Now it says he's an eloquent man and he's competent in the use of scriptures. So he's a, a believer, a Christian, a Jew, but from Alexandria, and he arrives in Ephesus. And then verse 25, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he knew only John's baptism. There's all kinds of debate about this, and that's where we just have to take it for what it is and can't get too worked up in details we just don't know. said he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. So he had been instructed in the gospel. He had been instructed in basic Christianity. By who? We don't know, apparently somewhere back in Alexandria. And that he was fervent in spirit. Now, there's a lot of disagreement here as to is this referring to just his nature and his own motivation that personally, in his own personal spirit, he was very fervent? Or fervent in spirit, does that mean fervent in the Holy Spirit? And people's kind of split either way on this. Um, along the lines of believing, as speaking of the Holy Spirit, is Paul uses this same phraseology in his letter to the Roman church. In Romans 12, verse 11, he says, Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the Spirit. And it's the same words. So here, 
Paul says, be fervent in the Spirit. He's talking about be fervent under the Holy Spirit. Now, it's the same words here. Does it mean the same thing? It's context-driven. We don't have really enough clues in the context to tell us this. So is he just a fervent, spirited kind of guy, or is he fervent in the Holy Spirit? Don't know. But he's been instructed in the way of the Lord. He's fervent in spirit. He was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he knew only John's baptism. Now, this messes with people because he only knew John's baptism, meaning he's got some, a major hole in his understanding of the gospel. He didn't understand about Christian baptism. He doesn't about, understand about being baptized in the name of Jesus. What does he understand? How can he be accurate if he doesn't know this? Well, do you have to know about baptism to be saved? Well, no. So is it accurate enough? Well, let's go on. keep looking at it. Verse 26. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. After Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. So we're told he's teaching accurately, but then Priscilla and Aquila teach him more accurately. So he's, he's accurate, but not exact. And so they get him more exact, more accurate. And he's speaking in the synagogue. So one of the questions is, was well, it just he uses the same mode that Paul does? I go to the synagogue first because I'm a Jew. I speak uh, Old Testament, and I'm here to proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah? Or does he not know about the Gentile mission? And that may be some of the more accurately that Priscilla and Aquila explained to him is that God loves Gentiles too. You don't have to become a Jew to become a Christian. And obviously about full Christian baptism. Now, some of the questions here, and uh, this is why it gets mixed up here. Uh, later, we'll see some disciples of John that had to be baptized because they didn't understand. They didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit is the description there. So they were baptized. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. We don't see that here with Apollos. We don't see uh, that there's this big lack. Uh, we don't see an indication that Priscilla and Aquila baptize him as if his baptism is somehow deficient. And if he's already speaking fervently in the Holy Spirit, obviously he doesn't need more baptism. So there's, there's questions here, and, and that's where all we have is what we have here. We can't get too wrapped up into it. My take on this is he was fervent in the Spirit, meaning fervent in the Holy Spirit. He's speaking accurately of the gospel that is the basis of salvation, there were some details that he was missing. He was missing the whole uh, understanding of Christian baptism, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he probably didn't understand about the Gentile mission because immediately after this, we're told in verse 27, he, then when he wanted to cross over to Achaia, that's Corinth, that's Gentile city. He hears about the Gentile mission. He wants to go continue the Gentile mission. That's where Priscilla and Aquila were for, uh, well, at least 18 months with Paul. And he's heard about things jumping and hopping over there. He says, I want to go be part of that. So 
my take on, on Apollos is that, yeah, he's a full believer. He's not missing anything in his faith. He's missing a few things of information. And so he is speaking boldly of the faith. He is speaking boldly of the gospel. He, he does have the Holy Spirit and is fervent in the Holy Spirit. But he's got uh, a few gaps in his theology, which Priscilla and Aquila fill in. And now they've kind of completed the, the mix with Apollos and are ready to turn him loose. So verse 27, we wanted to cross over to Achaia. The brothers and sisters wrote to the disciples to welcome him. After he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. Well, one implication of this is there's now an operating church in Ephesus. It's the brothers and sisters there in Ephesus, right? to the brothers and sisters in Corinth to receive and welcome Apollos and that he goes and he's a tremendous help to the brothers and sisters, the believers there in Corinth. Verse 28, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating through the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. So he's powerful in the use of the scriptures, eloquent, He's a great orator, a great debater. He knows his Bible. He loves the Lord. And he is on fire with evangelism, sharing the gospel. And so he goes toe-to-toe with the Jews in Corinth. Apparently uh, does a great job at taking the gospel to the people in Corinth. Now, in Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians, he talks about Apollos. He mentions the work that Apollos has done there. Now, at the time that Paul writes 1 Corinthians, Paul is in Ephesus, and he mentions there in chapter 16, uh, the end of 1 Corinthians, that Apollos is there in Ephesus with him. So there's some a lot of moving around. Uh, Apollos comes to Ephesus. He's sent to Corinth. He eventually comes back to Ephesus while Paul is there. But what we see here is you know, we've all got gaps. We've all got gaps in our theology, and we need to be instructed more accurately. And luckily, we now have the New Testament. We have the, uh, the completed canon of Scripture by which we can fill in these gaps. But we also have one another, and that's where Apollos needed Priscilla and Aquila to fill in some gaps for him to recognize that there's gaps. So often, we don't even recognize our own gaps, and it's from one another that we see the gaps and the gaps are filled in. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Book of Acts.